So the problem is, is how do we, I mean, obviously their cultures were more hidden about it, but we have let the cat out of the bag. How do we stuff that <laughs> How do we back? go back? I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know. I think that even... I mean, the fact that we're not even protecting our children, yeah. that is that is truly heinous. Yeah. Um, I don't um, know. I mean, sometimes I think the good news is history repeats itself. So I, hmm. I don't know if going back... I mean, it's possible, but I think it would take an entire generation seeing how inauthentic yeah. a lot of this is. And I say that because obviously for my worldview and like our shared worldview, mm-hmm. you know, we would expect and hope that most other believers would see in the same way. But I think even non-believers um, could and should see how inauthentic Mm. these postings are and what it's actually saying and how hypocritical it is to the people like the same people especially in the radical feminist Mm -hmm. movement that the really like progressive radical Mm -hmm. type feminist movement that's been going on um is supposedly anti-objectifying women Mm -hmm. yet the same people who are not wanting to be seen as an object are promoting these same pornographic type acts, but Mm -hmm. they don't see it as porn. And so I think it's a mindset shift, a cultural shift. I don't, I don't see it being something that happens overnight or Mm -hmm. anytime soon necessarily, but I do think that things could potentially escalate to where it takes a storm of people saying enough is enough right. and making changes, you know? Right. I mean, bell bottoms are coming back into style. I know, Those are from the 70s, it. right? Yes, they are. Okay, so since you're yeah. a 70s babe, Ask so my maybe... my sister. She still has a hang-up. I still I mean, I hope jeans. we don't go back to secrecy and <gasps> yeah. magazines also, though. Right. Because think about it. If it's off social, what's it going to... Yeah. I don't well, know. What do you you said know. something to me about how the world sees us. And you, you were referring to... Um, I think it was when you were in Turkey and how people saw us over there. Oh, yes. Hollywood has a lot to do with that and Americanized media. And Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood. Yeah, so when I was overseas last year, I... It was funny because a lot of people in foreign countries like Turkey they kind of generalize Americans based upon the um, movies that they've watched, Mm. TV shows, because they love American media, you know, and we're the land of entertainment business. Mm. So what we produce, they see just like, you know, Americans and what we see on the news and Mm -hmm. generalize of other cultures and people. So they assume that Christians are all promiscuous, (laughs) which makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't blame them. For having these thoughts, just assuming, oh, they probably have succumbed to whoredom. Because, or because we have Instagram on our feeds, is that it? Or It's not so much, mm. well, maybe Instagram, but mm. it's more so they love American media, movies, mm-hmm. TV shows. Oh, I see. Yeah. So they're, and think about it, thinking, too. Even yeah. in movies, they'll depict, because they assume most people who come from America, too, are Christian, but yes. um, Turks do. Mm. But... 
you know, assume they have Christian faith, but then you see the movies and TV shows where you even might have supposedly people depicted as having faith or going to Mm -hmm. church, yet you have in these same shows and movies the completely promiscuous, full-front nudity type lifestyle combined. Mm. And so... The the message is mixed. Yeah. Yeah. And even though it's really a depiction of Hollywood and Mm -hmm. not all of America because they're the hot spot Mm. and the hub for entertainment, movies, film, everything in the industry or a large portion of it, I think. And because it is such a, like, it's like a complete nationwide, actually, like a worldwide phenomenon, I would Mm -hmm. say, because other cultures are you know, seeing what we produce and then just dubbing it for Americans. But I I think what's interesting that's going on in Hollywood now, there's been a real pulling of the plug. I mean, you know, the cables, we all started pulling cables, and now we're we're considering our streaming apps and who we're going to keep and who we're going to throw away. So it's become a very interesting place, and they are, you know, financially hurting right now. I, the people Hollywood? have, spe- oh yes, they <laughs> are financially hurting and they, they are feeling the pinch of the American dollar saying no. Now a lot of that might be people staying home, but I don't think it's, if you read <laughs> my favorite part on news uh, scrolling is to read the, the comments and oh, you yeah. hear that and, and there are people out there. There's so many people out there just sick of Hollywood, sick of the content, sick of uh, not having just good movies, you know, that tell good stories. Mm. But uh, I, I mean, I know personally, I, I don't want to be preached at anymore like that. I mean, they get mad at us Christian people for preaching, and yet they're preaching themselves. So regurgitating the same message yeah. in its own way. Yeah, well, over and, 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 and so over I, and I know they're they're having difficulties, and I, I think a lot of it is the way they have portrayed people. And that we have, you know, I guess being normal is boring. And so they have to do something differently. I don't know. But I know we're speaking is when you look at the, the scope of America, it is not Hollywood, you know. And so I, I think people are speaking to them very deeply. What's it going to take? I mean, do you see that maybe it will take a, I'm unplugging from this, I'm unplugging from that, I'm pulling... Like jumping the ship. I'm jumping the ship. Maybe. You know, I I don't know. I mean, I do try to keep an eye on my content and what, you know, I watch, obviously. Um, but there are still things that will pop up in your, you know, or if you... <laughs> this is the the hardest part. We've all learned, I was even talking to a media person today, where is, we used to, I remember the first time I Googled angels for the girls. Oh, I, I no. went, oh. Victoria's Secret Angels. Oh, no, it was beyond that. Oh, it was beyond that. I went, okay, uh, wrong Google. Uh, I learned that you have to Google so specifically yeah. that it's about, a, and they you were talking. don't go to images first. And I mean, no, and you don't go to, I never do that, but. My Googling is now so specific. I, I veer from certain words, but the words are always changing, you know. And so it's, I'll, I'll say something 
to my girls and, and they'll say, mom, you can't say that. I'm like, what? And, and they'll talk to me and I'll look up at in the urban. Like the new slang, the urban, urban dictionary. Di- the urban yeah. dictionary and no. I'll read it aloud. Webster I'll say, my no goodness, longer. I had no idea. The 1828 <laughs> yeah. is all out. Yeah. Um, and I, I am stunned. I'm just stunned that how even the appropriation of words is, is it's slang is, has come in into a different kind of, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I remember my, I've had, I've raised like three generation of children and they're half, they're half generations. Um, I remember with uh, my middle, my middle ones, we don't say the word socks. We don't <laughs> right. say those word socks in our house. I say the word socks. Yeah. You know, um, what are some other things? You know, we don't say the word crap. You know, uh, we don't talk. We never say the word balls. <laughs> No, it's testicles. Even if frostbite is involved. A- even if frostbite, and that's a different, that's a different that's story. <laughs> but um, monarchy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, what can we? Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but I, I was just, I was just wondering. Our whole world, even my language, can become lazy in the way way I speak of something. So I mean, I have to be careful. I have to be really careful. But I don't know if we can put the cat back in the bag without truly pulling some plugs truly putting we i mean we have to be convicted of it first that's exactly that's you know? like exactly what i was going to say mm. because it starts with people's conviction mm. right. of things and also in what people view as right and wrong which yeah. is the crux of it all it's absolute truth. Like, yes. what is right? What is wrong? What's wrong with this? Why are you right. being such a prude? Why can't I do it? But and honestly, you can do whatever you want. Um, I mean, that's the truth. You know, that they, people have freedoms to do whatever they want. I, th- I think the point is, is to raise the standard for morality and right. say, this is not, you know, set the standard for kids and say, this is not. Um, healthy for you, you know. There's ramifications in so many, so many ways. I mean, you know, the idea that you know, teen pregnancy has gone down so low in age is shocking. You know, but that all this plays in. It's all it it plays together. Well, I think yeah. conviction, and but I think. What does give me a glimmer of hope is seeing some of the people who've been convicted of previous sexual type assault, like, who is it, Mayor Cuomo? Is that it? Who is? No, yeah. No? Yeah? I forgot about that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Thrown off. Basically, these big wig people who are thrown off their throne by Mm. people digging up the actual dirt on them and Mm. seeing these things that are really corrupt in the Mm -hmm. system. So I hope that paralleling that people will begin to realize how we're actually being viewed and we're actually doing to ourselves and the damage, Mm -hmm. you know, be it social media, any outlet and coming to more of a universal truth. Right. Yes. But I don't know. It's, it, it really does I think deal more so with one's own conviction obviously we have the big hubs who allow us to promote the content like Mm. Instagram Mm. Pornhub 
and just even the influx of television and movies. Mm. So I think it would have to be an entire cultural shift and people, people with the same conviction, but actually doing something about it. Mm. But I think it starts really small too. I don't think that it has necessarily be just some poof, like, you know, big movement, but for men and women, I think literally starting by controlling what you're looking at online, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't control necessarily when you're changing channels on the TV or doom scrolling through Netflix or a scene, mm-hmm. what immediately pops up, but you can choose to move past it mm-hmm. or to stop watching it or to unfollow certain pages right. to unfilter, you know, right. to not zoom in and out on your phone right. to pay attention to. Yes. Yeah. To actually what yeah. you're internalizing to yeah. and to cough, cough, do a, mm-hmm. an, Instagram uh, spring cleaning <laughs> ah. to really see who you're looking at right. and what pages you're following. And I just think it's interesting. My biggest question for people, men and women is like, what does your search engine say about yeah. you? What does oh, it wow. say about That's your fetishes, really yeah. your habits, things of that yeah. nature? I don't know. What do you think? Though? Well, do you I'm think going we have to, any I'm hope to, for humanity? Well, I'm going to throw in a little <laughs> pitch for my book because I do mention that in my Ooh. book. Um, and, and this is where I mention it is we, you know, back in the day, it was my journals or papers that I had that I needed to be concerned about that my children might find. Um, and, and really, honestly, it was just really jerky me thinking I was just wonderful and my mom was always wrong or my dad was always wrong. So there, there's that. Um, but, you know, you think about it, uh, you think about the pictures that you have back in the day, if you're my age, the photographs that that we were taken. Um, but now, you, if if you are actually doing, because I'm always, you know me, I'm always talking about a plan for when I I exit here, and I, I finally called it something. I I have now named it the Sia Box. Oh, so but yeah. the thing is, the it, it's not contained in a box. It is on my computer, it is on my phone, it is on all my media, all this stuff um, that technology runs uh, that people need to do the spring cleaning on. And and they need to do a legacy cleaning on it uh, because, yes, your kids can already see it, but let's say... Technology is it's not obviously not forever, but let's say technology goes on for who knows until they something new happens. I mean, it is historical now. It acts as a history book, um, whereas back in the day, you know, only certain people got wrote, written up about, or you'd find a family photo. You you know, I don't know about you. I'm lucky if I have three family, really old family photos. Um, but now it's on everything. So your generations, generations, and we're not saying anything that hasn't been said. This is not new. <laughs> Everybody's heard this, but I do think this is a clarion call to let, we've got to do something. Um, and we need to get rid of that for ge- generations to see. You know, I mean, do you want your great grandchild looking right. at this? Do you want your grandchild looking right. at as this? Right, as in images of you yes. or, yeah, in that yeah. fashion. Well, but even yeah. even the stuff that you have on your computer. Right, right, right. Do you really want your children to uncover? Because this has happened 
in um, in a different way. But you know, do you want your children to see what? Hello, <laughs> welcome to Neighbors reality podcast. Um, but do you want your children to find and be the ones who have to go through your laptop or accidentally scroll on what you're looking at? I I just don't think it's a legacy you want to leave. I think yeah. so too. And I think it's interesting to imagine if mm. people could actually see, like if your search engine and every image you've looked at, internet or no internet could be visible, what would that say about yeah. you too? Right. You know? But I think, okay, one of the biggest questions, and I see this debated, and I've debated so many people mm. on this question too, is what actually classifies pornography is pornography because some people use the argument that well it's just a woman feeling liberated and free Mm -hmm. and i think that not all nudity and images are the same so Mm -hmm. i'm curious what as a 70s babe now in the 2023 generation what do you think defines it as? Yeah. And happy. Abigail is going to answer this question <laughs> for us. Grumpy old <laughs> Abigail. I'm glad that... Uh... Okay, so we can just move on to the next question. Um, no, this is a... I mean, this goes way back to all the feminist books I read in the 70s. Um, you know, and then you, you counterculture that with reading the Bible, um, where there's that great book of you know, King Solomon wrote that we all ran to as children because <laughs> what was it though? Your breasts are towers of yeah. milk. Yes, 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 <laughs> I mean, yes. It's, it's, it's much more steamy than that. Is it dairy free though it for this generation? It was a lot of fun reading that in the Bible. <laughs> um, I, I do think there is the objectification. Uh, it's the eye of the camera. It is the way it is. Um, I, I think it's the lack of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that is what determines pornography. Um, But then again, I mean, you know, I I think about that on those romance books. They were building all sorts of intimacy. But the point is, in the end, this is the point behind pornography and marriage and everything else. If that's all you think a relationship is about is sex, 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 Mm -hmm. and your gratification... In the end, there's no one human person that can handle that and give that to you. Right. Again, you will never be satisfied. Um, and there's no way one person can live up to that. I mean, you could, you could do backflips until your 70s. And I, it's, you know, if that's, it's still not going to be enough. Yeah. And I, I do think it is the outright heart of a person but again it is a lack of clothing it is the positioning of it it's the camera Mm -hmm. it's the suggestive nature of it um there's just a certain quality to it but it is hard to define but it is also very quantifiable in what genres foot under right, right i mean i did not know about the porn hub but if it's in porn hub it's porn i mean that's what they're selling right yeah yeah videos yeah. and f- photos videos yeah. it doesn't matter if it's a minor legal adult yeah you know so what do you think do you think that movies tv shows people see pornography i think as just mm. still images or no. only these big like like playboy 
Pornhub. No, I, I will tell you about movies right now. Uh, I told the girls... Even like, if it has a redeeming quality. Let me yeah, add that yeah, in, too. Yeah, that was... Um, that's tricky. That is really, really tricky. But I know I said to the girls last a couple of nights ago, I said, let's, I'm going to watch... Let's just watch a movie... It was Kate and Leopold. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it does take the Lord's name in vain, so I, 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 I don't like it. So I paused that part and skipped over it. But I said, let's watch a movie that I've seen a hundred times and is a really good movie um, just because I know what's in it. And I think that's where I'm going with movies now. I hear that from a lot of people. I'm watching, we're watching Gunsmoke. Um, or we're watching, uh, you know, just an older movie that gets... Just because we know what's in it, I showed you a Philadelphia. Oh yes, story with oh, Kate so Hepburn good. and Catherine Hepburn. Um, that is a really and, and there great is some, movie. It to is watch. a really great, and it is there is some, you know, sexual suggestiveness to it. But at the same time, I I I just want to go back where it's not you know thrown in my face, and I have to see it. I don't have to see it. I remember, and I, I still haven't answered your question because I haven't really, I wish I No, had, but you are answering my question. It's well, just, I, this is why. I love historicals. So when I watched that, I read the thing on Game of Thrones, and I went, boo-yow, this is going to be my, my thing. Oh. And, the, I, it was, and I don't know if I did it out of order. So <laughs> all I know is the young lady stood up, and I thought, okay, cut. You know, they're going to cut away. And I'm, because the deal is, you know, sex has been around for a very long time. To hide the fact that there is sex is, you know, stupid. But to show it is a different story. I don't want to see it. I really don't want to see it. Um, And I know they, Hollywood or whatever does it for ratings and people have no problem with it and blah, 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 blah. But I don't want to see it. And I think they discount us people who don't want to see it. Um, that's right. You know, we. I want to yeah. see the history of it, and so I thought, okay, she's going to cut away, and she drops the robe, and the camera stays there, and I went, oh, end of story, and I. It really, really, I'm going to say the word sucked, um, that I didn't get to watch this fascinating character thing that people talk about all the time because the characters sound. You know, there is, you know, a lot of interesting characterizations that you hear about on there. And I don't get to watch that because I, there's so much of it shown. And it makes yeah. you wonder, too, yeah. because what you're saying about the characters mm-hmm. and so much of what Hollywood produces nowadays, because you get so attached to the characters, mm-hmm. it begins to normalize the stuff yeah. to where... And I don't think people realize it all at once, but it's the things that once would make you kind of wince. Yes. Suddenly it's completely normal. Like the yes. things we see, no one thinks twice about yeah. it. Well, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm going to break some, some rules here about Bridger, bleh, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Oh, my god! I thought another time I was Freaking so Bridgerton thrilled because I love the, the whole... Worst. Hello, Mike. Um, <laughs> hello, Joe Rogan's Mike. Um, but... I I I was so excited because I love the whole play, the interplay of you know um, a, a black young man and and a white woman, and I I loved all that. The acting is so good, and the acting so is good. so good. The sets are so beautiful. Yeah. The the creativity is so perfect, 
And then at one point I went, okay, if I could just get past the orgy scene, you know, it'll be all right. And I was encouraged by my some older kids, you just got to get at the end. And I'm like, okay, beautiful, beautiful people, beautiful people, but really, do I have to see the headboard banging against the wall anymore? <laughs> and I finally just said no. And it, I, I was told, you need to watch the end of it. And I, I, it was like, no, no, I don't. Um, I don't need to watch that. And um, there was a nice one, but it was still edgy. It was Sanditon, Sanditon. It was a unfinished Jane Austen movie. Um, all right, book, excuse me. She didn't make movies. But so it but even then that it pushed some of the edges, but it was it was very interesting. Um yeah, no, there was some scenes I went, Okay, I'm gonna have to get past that. I forget in the very beginning, but then it it, it became a lot more um if I'm recalling correctly, and that's part of the problem, it, it it was better. But that's the problem is when they show everything. I don't need to see everything. Yeah. I really don't. And I don't know if everybody needs to see. I mean, and I'm not saying I don't know if everybody goes, oh wow, I'm glad I saw that. Right. right you know, but I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> that like changes your entire course of life because you saw exactly how to give a great orgasm well, it, experience. It was, but no, it was oh. Bridgerton. I was like. Come on, guys. Flagstone on your knees. There's nothing good about that. Logically thinking. And it's, it's cold. It's irrational. rain. I mean, I mean, let's, let's just be logical here. Anatomically logical. It, I mean, it's just not. Well, it paints, yeah. I, think, un, I think, it paints unrealistic sexual expectations, mm. too. Yes. yes, like you're going to do something on Laser Flagstone. beams and shower sex. That wasn't that Nicholas Sparks I don't watch movie. Nicholas Sparks. I'm I don't sorry. either, except for this one Oh, and I was sitting between my parents. Okay. Oh my goodness. It. Oh, that's right. You were star. You it had a starring was so, role. So I had. I was a mm. a background artist. We yes. were called extras back in the day, but to yes. make it sound like oh oh now you're a background artist. Well, you're a background artist. So you actually got paid for this. I got paid for 15 hours in a long jean jumpsuit. So I had high expectations because yeah. I'm not like a romance novel type yeah. person. I'd never read Nicholas Sparks. I had never seen The Notebook. Yeah. gasp I was I think 17 at this time 17 mm. or 18 and the movie comes out so I have these high expectations mm. and I'm sitting between my parents in the theater I was yeah I was a senior in high school and I remember covering my ears and saying dear god make it stop because <laughs> there was this I didn't scene see it where they're having shower sex with this laser beam light show. And I'm thinking, how is how would you not actually slip and fall? Like, <laughs> how would they have slip and fall insurance on their set? Because it was mm-hmm. the most, it was an awkward scene to be watching with your parents. Mm-hmm. But also it makes what I realized. Oh, that's really awkward. Right, well, it was so awkward. Yeah. 17 and sitting between your parents. No, that's just and horrifying. It was some, and that wasn't even the worst of worst sex scenes uh. I've ever seen. I mean, it was, it was more so very irrational and kind of stupid to me. It was very awkward, but mm. it was more so how unreal, how much more unrealistic can it get than this? Right. Now, years later, when I think back on it, but I think that even these shows like Bridgerton and just the utter absolute crap that is regurgitated from Hollywood Mm -hmm. gives the idea that everything is a fantasy. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the whole point of it. And that's how it's such a big moneymaker is because it drill or it 
drives people into this fantasy world Mm -hmm. and getting hooked onto these shows and the characters Mm -hmm. to where we don't think twice about just the absolute garbage, including Mm -hmm. pornography Mm -hmm. that's on our screens. Mm -hmm. Like if people are, if people are like a full front nudity or even Mm -hmm. these grotesque sexual scenes, Mm -hmm. I think that, would be considered pornography and even what, you know, Webster Urban Dictionary would define yeah. as it. I know I keep saying, oh, I sound like such a prude. And I'm not. I know. I know. I'm That's not what anti- I keep thinking. I ju- we're prudes. I know, we're, we're prudes. prudes. I'm like, wow. Pe- Hashtag prudes I, and we're proud I of it. I can hear my proud troll prudes. Sto- yeah. We'll be proud prudes. I can hear my troll yeah. stalkers. Yeah. The people who spam my DMs only to shred me to pieces when yeah. I post an unpopular opinion. But something happened with you <sighs> when you started posting on Instagram ab- oh, against all spams. the um all this is the 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 guys were you were having clicks on guys they weren't oh, yeah. they were following through they weren't yeah. just looking for eye candy they yeah. were following through on what you were saying yeah it's yeah. interesting because anytime on Instagram i have any i post anything about pornography mm-hmm. or have the word sex in it yeah. it's Gets a lot of, uh, but they were they were watching hype behind the scenes. But they were watching through to your your statements. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So I I I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, that isn't it sad that we have through. to sit here and say, "Oh, I sound like a prude," because I'm not anti-romance and I don't wear and, a burka and easy mm. spirit. And, and, like and you shame want, people's love when lives, you're married. But... You want to have a great sex life, and I, I think that's that's the point behind it. I, I I do know living as someone who is constantly having to please somebody right. is a very hard thing, and um, I think this is what we're being set up for, right. uh, either male or female. And um, feeling almost like a slave to somebody and just well, gratifying. Well, and it, in other words, I'm not going to be content unless you do blank. Right. Or this happens, or, you know, you always look like the Victoria's Secret model. That's that such a big burden happen. on you, too, that it you can't is, fulfill everything. It is an unrealistic hour. burden because yeah. guess what? Hey, we get pregnant, we get fat, you know. I mean, <laughs> we get saggy, we, we get, get saggy. stretch and, marks, and guess what? They do, you know, the other side does, too. You know, yeah. you get older. And I I think it's really frustrating that somewhere in this, obviously it's about youth and whatnot, but somewhere, what are the sweetest moments you see in a movie and everybody goes, ah, is when you see the older couple. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You see the older couples together. They've been there a very long time. You know there's a lot of water under their bridge. They've walked through it, but they are there together and they're in love. Or they're at the very least, they're in in it together and they're best friends. Mm-hmm. And I think there is maybe the crux of it all is there is no relationship in pornography. There is no chance of being, you know, if you're, you're buying or selling it. You're not someone's, you're not best friends. You know, you're not becoming a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's so almost it's like pouring out an image and then discarding it. And yes. it teaches you, oh, get what I, whether it's a man or a woman yeah. consuming it, but yeah. giving the idea that I can consume this, get the quick 
fleeting feeling, yeah. orgasmic experience, yeah. and then discard it. Yeah. And then you crave more, you know? And it's... It's, it's, it's like quick divorce. Right. You know? And what does that set you up for? And for infidelity. An relation? Yeah, infidelity. infidelity. 100% believe that if you consume yeah. pornography, I don't care if it's Sports Illustrated, mm-hmm. a girl you know on Instagram, and her bikini thong yeah. that you heart or accidentally heart, or pages you're following, or magazines. Mm-hmm. Like, 100% it's infidelity. If yeah. it's coming between you and your spouse... Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's a picture, right. still image or emotion picture, um, I think that 100% it's infidelity. And I think that it also sets up people who aren't in relationships or marriage for mm-hmm. infidelity, right. you know, because yeah. it teaches you, well, if boo thing's not giving you what you need, mm-hmm. you can go to insert whatever free at your fingertips one right. click away. So I I, it's frustrating on the dating scene too. Well, no, I I well that must be hard because it. Um, I mean everybody's been affected by pornography. Oh yeah, I know. I mean everybody's infected. Yep. Yeah. By pornography, not just affected, but infected. And oh, that's that's good. It's interesting. It's almost like being sick. Even like you can pass it on to somebody else. Not that you consume porn, but you can be affected by it. Even if you don't consume it, this is true, yeah. and it's like a soul sickness, and it's spread oh, out. Yeah, and uh, we don't see it as that; we see it as uh, freedom. Yeah, freedom, liberation, do yeah. as I please, and I think it's not having to take radical responsibility for our own actions too, yeah. because we live in a very victimized world where we yeah. do as we please, we get as we please. It's very egotistical, and it's very much not about serving others. It's a I think we live in a very self-gratifying mm-hmm. culture where we think that our feelings and everything revolve purely around us mm-hmm. and we don't like the weight of responsibility for our own actions and for damage right. that we've caused, mm-hmm. you know, or even for who we're becoming. We blame the world, other things, and even rationalize it. And I think it, it, I think it can be the same instance in pornography and especially for not taking responsibility for what we're posting, what we're consuming, and just the very flippant attitude I see. Well, I think it's important, um, and I'm going to speak as somebody who was uh, an alcoholic for 25 years, this is an addiction. Mm. I think we need to see it. I I mean, I can also say there's plenty of things I can be addicted to, such as news scrolling at night. I have to, you know, put the phone down. The little rectangle rules our world. Um, And it's a sad thing. It's it's a sad thing. So putting it down, let's let's come up with some tips. Like put it down, put it to rest, cut it off, and see if you can tolerate a day without it. And if you can't, then you are addicted. Right. Or right. Uh, you know, or if at the very least, weed it out and try to change what should be your delight. You know, it, it, I I think if anything. Use this as a wake-up call to think about the stuff that you put before your eyes. Right. Because it does. And and no matter what, remember that you it's never just you. There's some other people who are going to either benefit, not benefit, joke, be harmed by it. Or they're going to see it or they're going to hear it. They're going to hear the angst in your voice or the anger that you've you've looked at this again, um, the, the behavioral aspects that just grow mm-hmm. from 
having an addiction such as this? I mean, so speak to that a little bit. What are some other tips you would encourage just people to try um, to see? I think to appreciate yeah. beauty because, yeah. I mean, I can't say I haven't been addicted to pornography, so mm-hmm. I don't know if I can speak to that directly. But I would say that because with pornography, there's there's nothing about it that's appreciating the beauty of mm-hmm. somebody. It's not drawing beauty. It's... Mm-hmm. You know, it all has to do with... Taking it. Yeah, taking Mm. sexual gratification and for the other person. Because there's nothing wrong with admiring and appreciating somebody or how somebody looks. Mm. But it's where your mind goes with that. Like, it's not abnormal for a man to notice a beautiful woman, Mm -hmm. a woman to notice a beautiful or handsome Mm. man, Mm. you know? But it's... If your mind... I think it's where your mind takes it from there are you curious about them as a person Mm -hmm. are you just admiring and appreciating their beauty or are you trying to gain something from it do you see them as their body part are you thinking to oh what would it what would they be like in bed what could i do to them how can i and i think how can i use them how can i use them them? yeah Uh, my um jujitsu sensei said a long time ago when i used to take that he says um if you're married you look once and that's it oof Oof. <laughs> because, I mean, you, you, you can't go through life without looking at somebody. Like, yeah. you're walking by in the street, you you just look at somebody and say hi. Yeah. But you look once and then that's it. Right, right. Because if you look twice, you... Well, and I think uh, with our era now, it's so easy because you can constantly go back. And people have, like, a shrine of images yeah. so you can zoom in and out. Yeah. And so it's this constant fixation. Yeah. And that's why I think appreciating things of beauty, at least for myself I know when I've and this is gonna sound like a really weird parallel because I've not been addicted to pornography mm-hmm. but I have dealt with some lows in my own mental health to where I feel like I've just been in this racetrack of intrusive thoughts right. with zero exit especially last year but what I realized is that when I was actively finding beauty appreciating beauty, mm. You know, and it doesn't have to be an art gallery. It could be, Mm -hmm. you know, but finding things of beauty, music that's life-giving, things that have a redeeming quality to them. Um, Even looking up at the sky, not to sound cliche, but truly, like, people think you have to go far to admire or find beauty in something that's like, you could look up at, look at the sunrise, look Mm -hmm. at the clouds in the sky. You know, beauty can be found and almost anything in life, I think it's not mm-hmm. just something that's a visual representation of that, but it can even be the sound of it, like music. And I think that for me, um, that was something that the more I focused on beauty and things that were life-giving or made mm-hmm. me feel alive, things that had purpose, right. if that makes sense. Like my soul felt so on fire for that, and I mm-hmm. felt almost like that was occupying my time mm-hmm. that the intrusive thoughts and just some of the lowest of lows and darker, you know, season I was going through, mm-hmm. it helped to counter that. So it sounds like a really weird parallel, but I would encourage people, you know, to find beauty Yeah. and pornography. I don't think anyone's going to look at that and say, yeah. Oh, that's finding no. beauty. But I, I think it's interesting. Um, because basically what you're saying is you're taking captive thoughts. Yes. Yeah, you're taking captive 
negative thoughts and saying, I'm going to replace them. You're renewing your mind and putting mm. in new thoughts. Oh, um, yeah. I, I remember from an old Beth Moore study, she said something about re-wallpaper your mind. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to do is mm. we have to, and it, it is a, it is a practice. It is a daily walk. Um, and you just got to keep going forward because the further you go, um, the better life gets and the more you see beauty and the more you respect people and see and treat people in a relationship Mm -hmm. Uh, instead. I mean, we know that ballroom, and we're going to wrap this up, but we know ballroom dancing has um, taught us how to really, and I'm in my 60, my six, my 60th decade, my 66 decade. And you're in your second um, but we didn't know, uh, we didn't know what to do with half the population. We didn't know. Men. Mm. Right. And so <laughs> it, it was interesting for us to go into the ballroom and realize you can treat a man with a respectful attitude or he can treat you in a respectful attitude and you can dance, you can literally dance and it just be so very neutral, but so much joy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel beautiful when you dance too? Do you find beauty in dancing? I do find beauty in dancing. I don't know you if can I say no to, but I know. I actually, I just feel so much joy. Mm. I just, I walk in there and I just feel so much joy, uh, you know, even on a bad day. So it, that's interesting. Mm. You say that too, because I think finding joy in other things mm. too is important because I don't think when you really get down to it, Anyone, I don't think anyone would say, I find joy in pornography. Mm. I think it yeah, would say more true. so. That is true. Perhaps, maybe it's a facade of joy. It's a mm. fetish, but is that really joy? Yeah. You know? It's a quick fix. It's a, right. That is, I think, maybe that's a very interesting thought. That is it. We don't find joy in that. The, I did not find joy in my addictions. Right. You know, you feel the quick high. You know, my addiction to alcohol, it was a quick high. It was a quick fix. And then reality's then, still the same. So I love that. Mm. So you do not find joy in these things. Um, anyways, so we're going to end the day asking you what the moral tea is. And I think you just said it. I think you just said the moral tea about it. Our moral tea. <laughs> it's thought the moral tea is in the end it is about finding beauty and joy and it is not found in pornography do you think that's it but yes. i was waiting for you to sum yes. it up my friend <laughs> i was like how do i sum this up um yeah i agree okay that's it <laughs> that's it we talked about bye <laughs> we're done okay bye